section four of mary schweidler the amber witch this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. mary schweidler the amber witch by wilhelm meinhold translated by lucy duff gordon the ninth chapter how the old maid-servant humbled me by her faith and the lord yet blessed me his unworthy servant bless the lord o my soul and all that is within me bless his holy name bless the lord o my soul and forget not all his benefits who forgiveth all thine iniquities who healeth all thy diseases who redeemeth thy life from destruction who crowneth thee with loving-kindness and tender mercies psalm 103 alas wretched man that i am how shall i understand all the benefits and mercies which the lord bestowed upon me the very next day i now wept for joy as of late i had done for sorrow and my child danced about the room like a young roe and would not go to bed but only cry and dance and between whiles repeat the one hundred third psalm then dance and cry again until morning broke but as she was still very weak i rebuked her presumption seeing that this was tempting the lord and now mark what had happened after we had both woke in the morning with deep sighs and called upon the lord to manifest to us in our hearts what we should do we still could not make up our minds i therefore called to my child if she felt strong enough to leave her bed and light a fire in the stove herself as our maid was gone that we would then consider the matter further she accordingly got up but came back in an instant with cries of joy because the maid had privately stolen back into the house and had already made a fire hereupon i sent for her to my bedside and wondered at her disobedience and asked what she now wanted here but to torment me and my daughter still more and why she did not go yesterday with old posh but she lamented and wept so sore that she scarce could speak and i understood only thus much that she had eaten with us and would likewise starve with us for that she could never part from her young mistress whom she had known from her cradle such faithful love moved me so that i said almost with tears but hast thou not heard that my daughter and i have determined to wander as beggars about the country where then wilt thou remain to this she answered that neither would she stay behind seeing it was more fitting for her to beg than for us but that she could not yet see why i wished to go out into the wide world whether i had already forgotten that i had said in my induction sermon that i would abide with my flock in affliction and in death that i should stay yet a little longer where i was and send her to lipa 
as she hoped to get something worth having for us there from her friends and others these words especially those about my induction sermon fell heavy on my conscience and i was ashamed of my want of faith since not my daughter only but yet more even my maid had stronger faith than i who nevertheless professed to be a servant of god's word i believed that the lord to keep me poor fearful hireling and at the same time to humble me had awakened the spirit of this poor maid-servant to prove me as the maid in the palace of the high priest had also proved the fearful saint peter wherefore i turned my face towards the wall like hezekiah and humbled myself before the lord which scarce had i done before my child ran into the room again with a cry of joy for behold some christian heart had stolen quietly into the house in the night and had laid in the chamber two loaves a good piece of meat a bag of oatmeal item a bag of salt holding near a pint any one may guess what shouts of joy we all raised neither was i ashamed to confess my sins before my maid and in our common morning prayer which we said on our knees i made fresh vows to the lord of obedience and faith thus we had that morning a grand breakfast and sent something to old posh besides item my daughter again sent for all the little children to come and kindly fed them with our store before they said their tasks and when in my heart of little faith i sighed thereat although i said not she smiled and said take therefore no thought for the morrow for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself the holy ghost spoke by her as i cannot but believe nor thou either beloved reader for mark what happened in the afternoon she i mean my child went up the streckelberg to seek for blackberries as old posh had told her through the maid that a few bushes were still left the maid was chopping wood in the yard to which end she had borrowed old posh his axe for the imperialist thieves had thrown away mine so that it could nowhere be found and i myself was pacing up and down in the room meditating my sermon when my child with her apron full came quickly in at the door quite red and with beaming eyes and scarce able for joy to say more than father father what have i got well quoth i what hast thou got my child whereupon she opened her apron and i scarce trusted my eyes when i saw instead of the blackberries which she had gone to seek two shining pieces of amber each nearly as big as a man's head not to mention the small pieces some of which were as large as my hand and that god knows is no small one child of my heart cried i how camest thou by this blessing from god 
as soon as she could fetch her breath she told me as follows that while she was seeking for blackberries in a dell near the shore she saw somewhat glistening in the sun and on coming near she found this wondrous godsend seeing that the wind had blown the sand away from off a black vein of amber that she straightway had broken off these pieces with a stick and that there was plenty more to be got seeing that it rattled about under the stick when she thrust it into the sand neither could she force it farther than at most a foot deep into the ground item she told me that she had covered the place all over again with sand and swept it smooth with her apron so as to leave no traces moreover that no stranger was at all likely to go thither seeing that no blackberries grew very near and she had gone to the spot moved by curiosity and a wish to look upon the sea rather than from any need but that she could easily find the place again herself inasmuch as she had marked it with three little stones what was our first act after the all-merciful god had rescued us out of such misery nay even as it seemed endowed us with great riches any one may guess when we at length got up off our knees my child would straightway have run to tell the maid our joyful news but i forbade her seeing that we could not be sure that the maid might not tell it again to her friends albeit in all other things she was a faithful woman and feared god but that if she did that the sheriff would be sure to hear of it and to seize upon our treasure for his princely highness the duke that is to say for himself and that naught would be left to us but the sight thereof and our want would begin all over again that we therefore would say when folks asked about the luck that had befallen us that my deceased brother who was a counsellor at rotterdam had left us a good lump of money and indeed it was true that i had inherited near two hundred florins from him a year ago which however the soldiery as mentioned above cruelly robbed me of item that i would go to walgast myself next day and sell the little bits as best i might saying that thou hadst picked them up by the seaside thou mayest tell the maid the same if thou wilt but show the larger pieces to no one and i will send them to thy uncle at hamburg to be turned into money for us perchance i may be able to sell one of them at wolgast if i find occasion so as to buy clothes enough for the winter for thee and for me wherefore thou too mayest go with me we will take the few farthings which the congregation have brought together to pay the ferry and thou canst order the maid to wait for us till eventide at the waterside to carry home the victuals. she agreed to all this but said we had better first break off some more amber so that we might get a good round sum for it at hamburg 
and i thought so too wherefore we stopped at home next day seeing that we did not want for food and that my child as well as myself both wished to refresh ourselves a little before we set out on our journey item we likewise bethought us that old master rodhug of loading who is a cabinet maker might knock together a little box for us to put the amber in wherefore i sent the maid to him in the afternoon meanwhile we ourselves went up the streckelberg where i cut a young fir tree with my pocket knife which i had saved from the enemy and shaped it like a spade so that i might be better able to dig deep therewith first however we looked about us well on the mountain and seeing nobody my daughter walked on to the place which she straightway found again great god what a mass of amber was there the vein was hard upon twenty feet long as near as i could feel and the depth of it i could not sound nevertheless save four good-sized pieces none however so big as those of yesterday we this day only broke out little splinters such as the apothecaries bruise for incense after we had most carefully covered and smoothed over the place a great mishap was very near befalling us for we met witan her little girl who was seeking blackberries and she asked what my daughter carried in her apron who straightway grew red and stammered so that our secret would have been betrayed if i had not presently said what is that to thee she has got fir apples for firing which the child believed wherefore we resolved in future only to go up the mountain at night by moonlight and we went home and got there before the maid and hid our treasure in the bedstead so that she should not see it end of section four